Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined for our first racing podcast of the new year by the Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, not too bad at all. Can't complain. Good. We've got uh, a very busy day of racing ahead tomorrow. I think there's 10 races on ITV, but I think the biggest challenge might be the weather. Yeah, they've just had an inspection at Chepstow um, just before we recorded here, um, which looks like it will go ahead. Um, it's, they're doing another um, check in case there's frost tomorrow morning, but they've got the frost covers on, so I think they'll be all right. I think they'll get away with it. Um, and then what else have they got? They've got one Canton was looking dodgy, but it's passed an inspection as well, so it, it might be okay. And I think Kempton's going to be all right as well. So we're actually looking not too bad. Um, yeah, yeah we're hopeful that the the Welsh Grand National uh, survives this weekend, having been cancelled on I think it's the twenty seventh, wasn't it? Uh, so we we'll look forward to that. That's one of our feature races on the podcast that we'll get to very shortly. Other than that, we've got six tips across four races at uh, Chepstow and Kempton, so we'll get to those very shortly. Um, uh, just very quickly to touch on, you'd a fairly successful start to the year. Tipped up a winner with no podcast last week, but you tipped up a winner on the Mr. Fix It's Tips site. Uh, was it Iblio? Yeah, Iblio, uh, Venetia Williams, um, or Kraken, Kraken Horse, actually. It was main basis for tipping. It was it was, it was a clear second to uh, Sky Pirate, our old friend, um, last time out. So mm-hmm. it was a, it, it was quite, an, quite an easy one. It ended up going off favourite. I tipped it 2 to 1, but I think it, the SP was like 13 to 8, so it was plenty of support for it. Um, and then I, I sort of Gave a decent mention to see you at midnight. Um, I ended up tipping one of the other horses in the strong pursuit, but I, I did say see you at midnight was the second choice. So it was uh, 18 to 1, backed into 10 to 1, and um, won by a short head, I think. So that was good performance. So uh, a decent start to the year. Good. Hopefully we can pick off where you left off then. Um, and we might as well just get stuck into it. So the first race that we're looking at is the 110 at Kempton. And uh, you're back in your favourite here, who's making his handicap debut. Yeah, looks. Um, this race wasn't really um, particularly appealing. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't. Didn't seem much strength and depth. There weren't a lot that were um, that were jumping out at me. And then when I boiled it down, I realised um, all the sort of all indications were that this Espoir de Rome um, will do well. But just be careful with your bets. There's an Espoir de Rome and there's an Espoir something else. Uh, do do What's the other one called? Oh, it's all right. It's a non-runner now anyway. Espoir de Tele, it's a non-runner, so don't worry. Um, yeah, Espoir de Rome um, looks a progressive young um, chaser here. Um, second last time out, um, but if you actually dig into the form uh, of that novice chase, it was a horse called Royal Pagal or Pagale. Evan Williams horse, which then subsequently went out and won really nicely next time. Um, in fact, it's won two races since uh, since then. So very much one to uh, to, to sort of give Espoir a, a sort of um, a boost in the form because of that. So yeah, that's just one that fancy. I think it's, it's, it could be well well ahead of its mark. There's not much else in the race that's. Um, that's, I think it's got significant improvement or looks um, looks to be in good form. So um, I thought 100 to 30 was actually a fair um, a fair price, uh, and this despite the, the number of runners. Um, quite, I quite fancy a border, Romy. Yeah, and we'll touch on Royal 
Pagal in the next race as well. It's also kind of uh, relevant to the form of your next pick in the 145. But in the 110, then it's Esquire de Rome A, um, currently at around the 130 mark. Um, in fact, there's about a 72 sport as we record this, so worth keeping an eye on the prices there. Um, and as I say, the next race up for us is the 145 at Kempton. Uh, you're keen on double shuffle here, who was uh, third over course and distance here last month. Indeed I am, yeah, good spot. Um, double shuffles are old, um, sort of pretty well respected old chaser, um, placed in a gold cup if I'm not mistaken, um, a few years back. Um, it's pretty pretty decent quality. I tell a lie, it wasn't a gold cup, it was a King George, uh, placed in a King George. I think it was second in the year that uh, Mike Bite won it. Um, but he's a, a pretty consistent old chaser. He had sort of dropped away a little bit um, tail end of last season and the start of this season. We had a really good performance in the race. Um, well, I thought it was a good performance anyway in the, the race where he was third to Royal Pagal. Um, just at uh, Kempton, the day after Boxing Day on the 27th. Um, and he was sort of clear of some decent other horses in behind. He was well beaten by Royal Pagal, but James Bone took it easy on him. Um, once it, it was clear that he wasn't going to win, and he, he, he ended up in the, a decent third place. I think there might be a bit more to come from. This is a much weaker race, in my opinion. Um, I don't think there's much depth in this. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Double Shuffle can roll back the years and give us a give us a decent run for money, 8-1. to one. It's an each-way bet, because, you know, there might be one or two um, that are slightly younger and more progressive um, that, that might just pep him, but... I think um, there were extra places on offer in this race that, that sort of raised the eyebrow um, when I was looking at it. Thought it was pretty, pretty good value available, um, given uh, the, the number of, the, of runners that you can. I thought you could kind of rule out quite a few of them. Um, and so, a double shuffle was certainly one that jumps out at me. I don't think it, you know, it was the best bet of 2021, but. Um, I think as an each way option, hills it's hills that are paying five places yeah, each way, five. eight to one. That's that's a cracker. I think um, given the level of consistency you get from double shuffles, a course and distance winner, um, and obviously uh, this is the course and distance from his, his second place in that um, that King George. We, we have to go back uh, two years for it, but uh, still a, still a decent performance and certainly the best piece of form in this race. And you're overlooking a podcast favourite, Bobby, in this one. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced he wants three miles again. Um, he fell last time, and you can obviously forgive a horse a fall. Um, he's still in the same handicap mark, which was which was a sort of career high mark that he got to from the, the time we backed him previously at 21 when he when he obliged. Mm. Um, but he was tired when he fell last time. I think he, he, he was sort of he was outpaced and uh, didn't look like he was going with them and, and going to see out the three miles. So I, I would. Personally, I would drop him back um, in distance, I think, until you can work out you know, what, what the situation is with him. Okay, doke. So it's double shuffle in the 145 at Kempton, and it's 8 to 1 currently. Um, best price we can see. Yeah, that's it. William, William Hill's the one to follow there with, with the five places each way. Yeah. Okay, so next up is the big one. It's the Welshstrand National, and it is back two weeks later than scheduled, having been postponed, as we said, on December the 27th. But that's not altered to your thinking um, from when we last spoke about this. No, it hasn't. Um, all, all I've done is actually add a second selection in, but I'm, I'm still, <laughs> quite, still quite comfortable with uh, the first selection from last time, which is Lord Domineo, uh, who's a, a bit of an old favourite of mine. Um, a cracking stage chaser. 
Um, so the, the distance here will be no problem at all. Um, heavy ground's also not an issue. He's actually pretty versatile, can, can go on most grounds. Um, and I just think he'll, he'll outstay most of these. Uh, he'll, go, he'll go pretty well. He's got the benefit of uh, Paul O'Brien on board, takes off £3, and it's a reasonable enough claim. He's a similar price, I think. It was about 14 to 1 when we tipped him two weeks ago. Um, I think 12 is the best you can get now. Um, there's plenty, I, I think. There's plenty of value in the race, largely because Secret Reprieve is the fairly short price favourite. Um, I think it's now drifted to about 4-1, to one, but it's been 7-2 uh, most of the week. Um, a decent enough looking horse, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sort of putting anyone off. He's, he's young and progressive, which quite often is what you need for this sort of race. Um, but he fell a couple of starts ago. Um, he's not quite been tried at the sort of marathon um, level yet, and he went up quite significantly in the weights. He went up twelve pounds for his last win, um, which was was also at Chepstow. Um But yeah, that, that that's quite a significant hike in the weights, and so it's a step up in class needed from him as well. So I wouldn't have him as short as this, and because he's quite a short price, you're then getting bigger prices about everything else. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it looks a pretty good betting race with extra places available. Um, so a second choice, I quite fancy. Is a Scottish horse, uh, Lucinda Russell trained horse at Big River, um, who is another one that likes it. Um, a real stamina test. Um, won at Kelso three starts ago over three miles. Um, but placed at Cheltenham in the Ultima, which is usually a pretty strong, um, a pretty strong test of stamina. If you watch his run the Ultima from this year and last year, they're almost identical in a sense. Um, he was he was placed uh, two years ago. And he was placed um, just there in March. Um, he stays on really well past a lot of being horses to get his place. Um, so you know that's a three mile one furlong race. It suggests actually he'll probably do quite well over even further. Um, so the the sort of real strong stamina test here over um, it's nearly four miles, isn't it? Um, on heavy ground, I think is um, exactly what he wants um, and. I can see him going pretty close as well. He's got he's got plenty of form and heavy, so that's nothing to worry about. It just needs to, it takes a bit of work, but um, it's Derek Fox that him. He's ridden most of his career, so the jockey knows what horse wants. Um, it needs to be sort of just kept interested, kept cajoling along. It looks like he's beaten halfway round. You're thinking, oh, geez, this, this one's going to end up out the back of the tail. Mm. He keeps going, he keeps going, and um, Derek Fox seems able to get a chew out of him. So uh, yeah, he was dropped a couple of pounds for his last run where he was he was only third of six. Um, he was beaten quite a long way, but the conditions weren't ideal from that day. And uh, he's I think he's now back to the same mark he was at when he was placed at Cheltenham. So to me, it looks like a pretty good shout. A massive price, eighteen to one. You're getting uh, a big river. Yeah, and he's going to have to keep going in this one. It's going to be a fairly stamina certain test. Uh, Absolutely. That's what you want, and you you want a horse like that, and, and Lord Dominion and comes up falls in that same category. Um, a lot of other horses will just will chuck it. I don't fancy this. This is a lot of hard work. Whereas those two um, keep on keeping on, as it were. So yep. uh, yeah, so those are the sort of ones you want. And you're getting four, five, and I think six places actually. Um, I think Sky better offering six places. They are. So, yeah, they've got yeah. Uh, Big River. It's eight, sixteen. Sorry, yeah, eighteen to one Big River. Um, sorry, sixteen to one Big River. Paying six places at Sky Bet looks the best option. Yeah, I think the Hills are five places, eighteen to one. So either of those, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be overly fussed with uh, with five or six places at slightly bigger price. So that's the way I would play it. Okay, 
So two options in the Welsh Grand National there, Lord O'Neill, uh, around about twelve to one mark and Big River, around about the sixteen or eighteen to one mark, depending on who you're betting with. That's it. All right, last but not least, we return to Kempton. Uh, it's a trip over the hurdles, and the pick of the bunch for you is a hat-trick seeking mare in the shape of the White Mouse. Yeah, really interesting race. This the um, the Lanzarote hurdle. Um, it's it's a, always a pretty competitive, uh, a competitive hurdle each year, um, and it looks to be the same this year. There's plenty that are in with a shout, um, and there's not. <clears throat> excuse me, there's not a ton of them that I could rule out sort of straight away um, but yeah I've ended up with two of them again against the field you're getting extra places again take, take advantage of that um, the white mouse um, as you say is going for a hat trick um, and if you actually dig back into the form she fell the, the time before that when she was going pretty well um, and you know she was yeah, she was sort of making progress through the field when she when she was clipped heels and fell at Newbury. So that was a sort of freak accident. It wasn't even a it wasn't even a jumping error. And um, she won a won a race before that, second before that, and first before that. So her form is excellent. She's only had seven career runs, so there's still potential for improvement there. I'm amazed we're getting a, a double figure price to be honest. I suppose that just shows how competitive this race is. But um yeah, she, she didn't have any problem with soft ground. It was soft last time out. Um, it might end up being a bit softer than that at Kempton but we'll, we'll see how it goes but wouldn't be overly concerned about it um, and yeah to me just I th- thought she was really solid um, as an each way show um, possibly just Lucy Wadham is, is the trainer probably not the most fashionable sort of big name trainer so that's maybe why we're, I think if this was a Nichols or Henderson job um, mm. it'd probably be half the price half the price that she is so take advantage of that um, second choice, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a horse called Castle Robin, uh, trained by Charlie Longston. Um, another one who I think has got plenty of potential, uh, Castle Robin. I think fairly progressive profile. Um, and second last time out, won his previous two races at Cheltenham before that. Um, goes on a variety of ground. Shouldn't really be a concern. Gone up in the weights, but not been hammered um, for his last few performances. So I think still, still get plenty of plenty of potential. Only a six-year-old hurdler. So um, I was expecting, also expecting him to be sort of single figures, eight to one, nine to one, maybe threatening for favouritism. But there's sixteen to one available, so couldn't let that one go unbacked as well. So those are the two that I thought were particularly good value. Um, I went into this race a fair amount of depth actually. So there's a few others I thought were. Pretty big prices. Um, Amor Dunui, who's at the other end of the sort of age scale, a nine year old, but got a good claimer on board. Kevin Brogan taking taking seven pounds off for Paul Nichols, so thought he might go quite well. Um, and what was the other one that sort of flagged up? Um, a horse called Polish, or Polish, I'm not sure which is what we're looking for. Um, but either way, um, I thought he was quite a big price. He's further down again. It was like twenty-two to one or something like that. Um, decent claimer on board. Connor Brace. The form was a bit sort of yeah, not too bad. Um, so that's perhaps why you're getting a bigger price. But I just thought there was potential for improvement, um, and it was a pretty big price. So those are the ones that, that sort of jumped out at me. But it looks like a really exciting race. Look forward to it. Sounds like you've done well to narrow it down to two. Um, uh, oh, I could I have could have been any two from seven. I think. <laughs> I was going to ask when you've. Obviously, you've picked out two that you're tipping in this, and I guess that you'll be backing them. What uh, what kind of staking plan do you go for here? And you've done likewise for the the Welsh Grand National as well. 
Yeah, well, it depends on it depends on my level of confidence and the prices they're at. So um, I'll probably have more um, cash on the the shorter priced favourite. I, I mentioned earlier on Espoir the Romy just because he's hundred to thirty. So I I kind of work backwards. I'll try and work out how much would I like to win in cash if this horse wins. <laughs> Do it that that's, way. That's um, an open-ended question, that. Because well, listen, you always end up as when you, you get a winner and sort of new, newcomers to the gambling game, and especially the horses, they go, "Oh man, I wish I'd put extra on yeah. that," and I would have won. But we'll actually think, well, okay, well, what would be a com- what would be a comfortable amount for me to win? Is it a hundred pounds? Is it fifty pounds? Is it five hundred pounds? What do I want to win? And then work out well, how much do I need to stake to get that. Do I feel comfortable staking that? Yeah. Um, and if I'm having two in the race, do I split my stakes? Do I double up on the on the race because I feel yeah. it's like a good each way value race? So I just do it like that. Um, so in, in, the, in this case, um, in the Welsh National, I'll have a, I'll have probably more on Lord Dominio. So that would be a sort of two points each way um, for me and one point each way on Big River. Despite the fact that Big River's not double the price, it's just, it just reflects a bit of the confidence level. And and then um, probably something similar actually in the. In the Lanzarote, I would have slightly more on the White Mouse, um, maybe sort of one and a half points each way on that, uh, and one point each way on, on Castle Robin. Yeah, that's okay. kind of how I work it. Makes sense. Yeah. Good stuff. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your tips for Saturday? I can indeed. Let me get these in the right order. Um, the 110 at Kempton, I've got Espoir de Romy, 100 to 30, win bet. 145 at Kempton, double shuffle, yeah, each way 8 to 1. Chepstow 310, the Welsh Garden National, two selections here, Lord de Manil at 12 to 1 and Big River at 18 to 1, both of those each way. And then finally the Lanzarote Hurdle, 330, two selections in this, the White Mouse at 12 to 1 and Castle Robin at 16 to 1. And again, both of those each way, get your extra places, no excuses, loads of firms offering extra places this week. Yep, indeed. Okay, so if you want more tips from Paul, then be sure to check out um, Paul on Twitter, where his handle is at the Voice of Value, and of course he posts his tips regularly on the Mr Fixit's Tips site, which is mrfixitstips.co.uk. Um, and that's us for this edition of the Racing Podcast. Thank you from myself, from Paul, from Baby Voice of Value, and from Ben Shepherd on the Tipping Point, who you may have heard in the background today, all <laughs> <laughs> uh, contributing to the podcast. So uh, we'll be back next week with the Racing Podcast, and in the meantime, best of luck with your bets on Saturday. Good luck to everyone. Enjoy the racing.